Hi and welcome back to the Social World Podcast. I'm Dave Niven and it's good to have your company. I'm going to begin a series of uh, interviews and programmes that we'll look at and hear from some of the key people in our industry. It's a heck of a time of flux at the moment and change within the social care world. Social workers are being challenged left, right and centre. Vacancy rates are still high. The whole profession is being challenged by the government and the administration to follow their particular path. And there's quite a lot of concern that at the end of the day, the people that we're here to serve are not going to get the best service because the uh, whole profession of social work is under a great deal of scrutiny and change. And as well as local safeguarding boards, Effectively, the whole landscape is being um, changed drastically. So in order to maintain a degree of objectivity, I decided to try and interview people from the widest spectrum within the industry, within the business, and just see, just see how that goes. And I'd love your feedback now, there's a, an opportunity to do that on the website. That's www.socialworldpodcast.com where you can actually leave an instant message for me. You'll see that. The instructions are on the site. Or when you download this from iTunes or Spreaker or any of these other sort of platforms, you know, you can always leave feedback there and that would be very much valued. So let's see what happens today. Today is going to be an interview with Dr. Ruth Allen, who's the newly appointed Chief Executive of the British Association of Social Workers. Now, I'll let Ruth's bio speak for herself, but also we cover quite a wide range here, both nationally and a little bit internationally as well. So for all you listeners to this programme abroad, away from the United Kingdom, Hello, welcome, we don't forget you, and we very much value your input as well. So, without any further ado, let's hear from Ruth. Well, hi. I am joined by Dr. Ruth Allen, who's the new Chief Executive of the British Association of Social Workers, or the nearly new Chief Executive. I believe she's have, you've got a few weeks under your belt. Well, welcome, Ruth, to the programme. Thanks very much. Pleased to be here. Good. Now, you've inherited um, something that is uh, very high profile. You've inherited something that's particularly um, relevant to kind of current work going on with the government and, you know, uh, every local authority in the land. I mean, it's a huge job you've taken on. Um, do you feel in any way kind of dwarfed by it or are you relishing the challenge? Well, if I was to choose between those two things, I'd say I was relishing the challenge. Um, I mean, of course, it feels like it does feel like quite a lot of responsibility, um, but it also feels like a huge opportunity. And I feel that, you know, I've got I've got some really fantastic networks across social work that I've built up over um, many years. And um, some of the work that I've been doing over the last uh, few years in particular it felt like it was kind of preparing me for this um, for this kind of role. And at the moment, I'm feeling just really, really very excited. Um, certainly not, I'm not trying to diminish 
the amount of work to do. Um, but yeah, no, I'm really excited about it. Yeah, good. You've, you've taken on the, the association at probably one of the strongest times it's ever had in its history. It's just um, uh, had 20,000 members. There's a very sort of active and strong trade union as well as that uh, associated with the association. Um, and, but at the same time, the, the administration, the government is making some huge challenges to social work generally up and down the four nations uh, to, to a large extent. I mean, are you? do you feel that there's an element of paradox here or, or a balance or is it all just part of the challenge that you feel you've inherited? I think it, it is exciting to be coming in at a time when those who've gone before me have really uh, paved the way for Basswood to be in a very strong position. Um, and I think that, that, that that's a fantastic situation um, to be in. I said at the AGM, we had our AGM in, in April, just very shortly after I joined, that I felt that Basel was at the cusp of becoming that truly large representative professional body for social work across the four nations um, of the UK. And I mean, actually, I think the way government, the governments in the different countries are, are approaching social work um, is quite different, actually. And my experience previously has been in the English context. And certainly stuff that's coming out of Westminster at the moment is is, is challenging. Um, there are lots of different views about um, how it's all going to pan out. And that's something we've got to really engage with. But I think because we have the numbers and the numbers keep going up and they've been going up consistently for some time now so it doesn't feel like a blip um i think that really helps that in itself is important in terms of our credibility um and our strength and influence but it's mm -hmm. about much more than that it's about really using uh, what i think is a great foundation in basra um to uh, to really that we upon which we can really build influence i think this is a, a very important time in terms of being really now the single professional body um, in the in the UK, um, and we need to really capitalise on that. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And one of the things that obviously I know because we've had a conversation that's kind of of interest to you is trying to make sure that the association moves with the times. And you know we are in this age of kind of instant communication, a digital age, etc. And it's it's not the same. You've got to prepare differently in order to be able to keep that message being communicated to the membership. Um, I mean, do you want to just talk a little bit about um, how you feel that we can best keep all these thousands of social workers up and down the, the four countries um, interested and, and educated and associated and feel as if they've got a voice? I think using digital technology, using social media, um, using the new kinds of new forms of social media that keep kind of coming on stream is, is absolutely vital for the future of the organisation. It's the way that um, people now, particularly younger people coming through into the profession, um, it's, the, it's the way in which people communicate. It's the way in which people express their views. In fact, I was talking to somebody only today about the idea that, you know, 20, 30 years ago, you might think if you wanted to have influence in your profession or in any other walk of life, that you might need to join a committee and you know be part of that committee in a very sort of formal structure. And actually, um, sometimes if we struggle to get people to join committees, it might be because they think they're thinking about other ways that they can have voice and influence. And we need to change some of the ways that we operate so that 
we're connecting with people who, you know, they use Twitter or they use Facebook or they set up their, you know, they set up their own um, online forum to have uh, with, with with others that they associate with through their networks to to express themselves and, and to have influence. Um, so we need to kind of be part of that. And we're certainly looking at the infrastructure for Baswa to make sure that we can we can really be part of that, that we can drive that, that we can be a, be a really um, contemporary platform for how people communicate with each other mm-hmm. um, and make it really possible and, and draw draw different kinds of people into the organisation as well. A huge landscape, isn't it, really, in terms of actually embracing it? But, I mean, it sounds like you've got your finger on the pulse. I mean, what about when you first started in, you know, in, in, in taking social work? I mean... What, are there major changes that you feel you've seen or is there a lot of the work essentially the same, but maybe just with some more modern tools? So I've been in the profession for 22 years and until I took up this job, I was, you know, I was actually in provider organisations in, in local authority and, and in the NHS as well. So um, and I have seen a lot of changes. Um, I actually feel that in many ways, um paradoxically really that despite all the challenges we're facing i've certainly seen some fantastic developments in professional identity um and in the ways that uh, social workers Mm self-organize and it's it's been a kind of bumpy road and we've had some you know some successes in some areas and other areas which have have fallen by the wayside my area of practice is in mental health which has had probably one of the strongest um uh, has the strongest sort of self-identity and sort of developed a lot of self-organised uh, professional activities and, and professional development. Um, and that's really, I think, become stronger over the years I've been practising. Um, and I think the, the philosophy of some of the ways in which we practise the policy around adults' work, uh, particularly in England, which is what I'm most familiar with, adults and mental health, you know, I think has moved on leaps and bounds. I don't think that's necessarily true of all areas of social work policy and practice. And I think the the issue that we've been facing in the last few years, of course, is the stringency in terms of the funding for for, for public services, which is really biting hard. And that's been the biggest change in the last few years. Um, Just taking up that thread you mentioned there, I mean, do you ever get really quite fed up with the, the, what seems to be the public and their window on the world, if you like, the media's kind of absolute, almost total focus on children's services and the, forgetting that a huge number of social workers work with adults and in some of the fields that you mentioned there, whether it would be mental health, whether it would be disability, whether it would be forensic work, I mean, hospitals, whatever. But, you know, the, a huge bulk of our profession works in, in, in a very broad church, in a very wide landscape. Yet, if you read the media, you think it's only to do with children, important as that is. But do you, does that ever, that ever frustrate you? I don't know if frustrate's quite the right word. It, it I find it very curious because most of my work has not been in children's services. I'm very um, aware or, and, and, and very, very kind of committed to um, building up my knowledge now um, about the children's agenda and I am curious about the way in which um, the media and, and, and governmental attention is all on was particularly on child protection and it's mm. really about the public's interest completely understandable public interest in the welfare of children and when where children are are harmed um, you know that 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 captures 
the public's attention and, and in a way that's quite right but then that becomes the lens through which government the media um you know other other parts of of, of you know of, of life really kind of see social work so i do think it's important that we we give that as an association we're giving profile to children's social work and to adults and to mental health criminal justice you know drug and alcohol all these mm. different branches and one of the huge hugely important um uh, uh roles i think of baswa is to show to support all those different aspects of social work and to show the world um you know the fact that all this other great work is going on and to also help both policymakers social workers ourselves you know the public in general how all these different bits of social work connect up because if you work actually you know i said i don't work in children's services working in mental health one of my major areas of interest has been parental mental illness mm-hmm. and how you work with families where parents or adults in that family um, may may be experiencing mental health problems and its impact on children and children as as young carers something i've done a lot of work around and i think that's one of the great things about social work is we we absolutely see the interconnectedness um, between people in in different parts of a family system for instance mm-hmm. and it is important that we keep putting the spotlight onto that sort of the interconnected nature of social work right. no i i i mean i couldn't agree with you more and i think there's a lot of social workers who are going to be listening up and down the land that will welcome what you're saying about the interconnectedness of things i mean i i know myself from chairing boards and so forth and working with colleagues and adult safeguarding boards that um oh remember i think we were talking i think i was talking to you about remember school days and venn diagrams and the mm-hmm. o- overlap of circles and i mean especially when you come to things like mental health yeah. um substance abuse domestic violence and so forth the the areas of overlap that impinge on whole families you know if the adults have problems with any of these areas the children ha- are impacted with it as well and so you just can't divorce the two there's such a lot of incarnate i'm very pleased that you're saying that i think a lot of people will be pleased to hear that too yeah. you you were very much part of the college of social work that existed for a while there i mean uh, i guess you were a bit disappointed in the, the uh, rather abrupt way it finished uh, i mean is there anything you wanted to say about that yeah i mean my involvement with the college was that i chaired the mental health faculty mm-hmm. um and when you know we we were obviously very very disappointed with in a sense how the college was closed and some of the kind of bits of behind the scenes reasons in a sense why of why the college um lost its government funding um i you know there was one thing i would say about the college was uh, uh that an awful lot was learned actually particularly that i think those of us who were involved um just as members you know i was just a member um i was elected to be the chair of the of the mental health faculty we had adult and children's faculties as well and those were strong groups steering groups um of really committed and very experienced people um you know the first children's faculty was chaired by Eileen Munro Bridge Featherstone then took over Jane Zobska and prior to that uh, Bernard Walker were chairing the adults faculty and um those of us who were just involved as members felt that what it, it had offered us was an opportunity to um you know have some platform have some ways in with certainly with some some gov- with government absolutely but with other kind of bodies and other professional bodies and we we were just involved with it from a purely kind of professional development point of view 
I was always a BASWA member and I always believed in, in, in BASWA as a UK organisation and as a professional association. The Platt College offered a particular kind of platform at a point in time which we were able to use to take forward some of the work we wanted to do, particularly around mental health. And of course, we, we were very, um, those of us who were involved with those faculties were absolutely clear that we didn't want that work to, um, to, to go away. We wanted it to continue. We worked very hard together um, to kind of make sure that what was learned at the college experience could be taken forward. Um, and, um, you know, I've ended up in this role in Basel, which I wasn't predicting, um, but it has been. <laughs> but what I'm hoping is that um, we can help to ensure that there's a sense of learning from what came out of the college and that we can take some of the best of that into Baswell when we've got some um, work streams now going on which should allow that to happen. Okay. Just let me take you in a slightly different direction for a minute if I could. Um, I mean it's to do with legacy really. Um, I mean my understanding, I think most people's understanding, is that social work didn't really come together completely as a profession until about 1970. Um, but that's given us what, what you know, 45, 46 years since then, and so we are maturing as a profession. Um, but you know, I think public perception perception of social work still has as as a way to travel. Is that a fair assessment? I think that's right. I think um, we we are maturing as a profession. I think we need to be really honest about. The areas of our work, our practice, our, our our education, the way in which we present ourselves as a profession, the way in which we organise. I think we need to be very honest about the journey we need to continue to travel on with that. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that there are times when we don't use um, we don't we don't use our influence perhaps in as, as coordinated a way as we might do. And then I think that feeds into public mi uh, misconceptions about what social work is all about, either that we're a bit invisible or that we're, we're visible for all the wrong reasons. I think also, though, that we are um, we are different from from some other professions in particular ways. All professions are different. They've got their distinctive features. And I think one of ours is that, you know, we do work with people who are often the most marginalised um, the, you know, the least popular, if you like, with the public. We're here to promote the rights of people who um, are often are very stigmatised and excluded. And by association, we, we kind of become sort of associated with that. We become part of that. So um, I think that's part of why the public kind of doesn't always get what social work is about. Um, but I don't think that's the whole story. I think there is something about how we tell our positive story of social work in ways that um, people, you know, can can understand. Um, we're not the same sort of universal service as something like, you know, teaching or nursing, uh, where every, most people will have experience of that in their lifetime. Not um, not so many people have direct experience of social work. Um, so we're we're a bit unfamiliar, perhaps, to, to to some, and we're a bit feared, I think, because of the sorts of state powers that we have in certain roles so we have to be i think we have to understand the way in which the public sometimes is a bit suspicious of what we of, of who we are and what we are we need to understand that and and counter it in in ways that are really um coherent i must admit i i, I think you would agree with this that 
you know, you've got to admire the resilience of the social work profession over the last couple of decades. Because, I mean, I remember that, um, well, you know, as you're aware, I used to be the chair of the association. And when, and when I visited abroad, uh, other uh, people, social work leaders from Western industrialized countries, the um, esteem that social work is held in these countries is much higher than it is in the UK. Yeah. It just it's just a fact. It's taking yeah. longer here for us to capture the um, respect of the public, I think, and it's still taking going to take a while longer. I mean, I, you you hinted at a bit about how people don't like um, to admit maybe to the deprivations in our society having such a a rich and powerful history as the UK has had, and therefore possibly those like social workers who are charged with supporting and protecting the vulnerable and the poor and so forth um, are kind of um, lumped in together with the, the people that, the, you know, that a lot of society doesn't like to acknowledge exist. Is that fair? I, I, think, that's, I think that's part of it. Um, I think it is interesting how social work has got a different um, position in sort of public consciousness in, in, in some other countries. And of course, we're seeing across the world, we're seeing new social work um, professionals, uh, professions, uh, professional bodies and, and workforces developing in, in different countries with, you know, often with quite a lot of struggle, actually, um, mm. because I think actually what you described for for the UK is is, is the case in other countries as well. Uh, where social workers are often kind of pointing out perhaps the the disadvantages, the inequalities that are existing um, within, in sense, within all countries to to, to lesser or greater degree. Um, and so I think other social workers are affected by that in other countries. Um, so I think we, we it's not just I'm so it's not just a Brit, I don't think it's just a British issue, mm. um, but it, it it certainly does affect uh, I think how how we're seeing that we're. We're, we're, we're bringing into focus some of the, you know, really difficult, awful, iniquitous things that, that happen in our society that at times people would prefer perhaps not to know about. And I think we need to turn that around. And one of the things we need to do in turning it around is to show how, how so often we are all about helping people to or enabling people, helping to empower people to take themselves out of those iniquitous um, situations, to to recover or to you know find 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 their footing, uh, to actually move on, having had their rights protected. We need to be able to show some of those really fantastic success stories, um, as well as mm. pointing out the iniquity in the first place. Couldn't agree with you more. I <laughs> think I think essentially, isn't it? so late in the day but necessary to start talking about good news to start talking as you say about the success stories because i mean we know that people think that it, only the only the occasional bad problems are newsworthy but i i honestly believe that new, like good news is people want to hear that as well. And I think you're quite right. I, I, I applaud you and I hope that you get your way and actually getting more people to talk about the good news. Let's just focus on that for a second, if I might. But, I mean, imagine I'm, um, oh, I'm just about to go to university and I'm considering social work as a profession amongst, you know, all the leaflets on the table in front of me. 
what would you say to people the value of uh, choosing social work? And I know that there's a strong, healthy cohort of um, people coming, still going to university and wanting to be social workers, but there's obviously others who are undecided and, you know, we, we might just miss some of the good ones. So how would you encourage them? I would say that social work actually offers you uh, tremendous opportunities uh, for your career for the future. Not all of the social work environments in which people work um, are necessarily easy. And, but then you don't come into social work if you, if you want an easy role in life. I don't think, I, but, but if you want to learn about, um, uh, if you want to learn a whole range of skills, to learn about you know, how people live their lives and how you can enable people to, uh, to make changes uh, and to move on. If you want to understand about inequality in, 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 our, in our society, but also about how you can be a really constructive and powerful part of helping to tackle that and change it, those are some of the reasons why you come into social work. I think the other thing to say is that you, know, you will be joining um, a fantastic kind of strong... Um, you'll, you'll be joining with fantastic strong camaraderie. I think that although, uh, you know, social work, um, you know, we're talking about the need to keep developing social work identity and influence and kind of collective visibility. Um, we need to keep working on those things. But actually, you know, being part of a social work workforce, being part of a social work team, being part of an association of social workers, learning and training with social workers, is, is fantastic you know social workers are, are fantastic people um, and you know I really really enjoyed um, the you know my social work training and I think everybody I've ever spoken to has said how much they've enjoyed it um, and you know choose your course wisely choose your teachers wide, wisely that's really important um, but actually you, you've got a very strong chance of having a very great educational experience as well as, you know, a sense of joining a, a great profession. And as I said, you know, I've been able to do all sorts of different things in my career. I've certainly stayed, um, you know, I've stayed in social work, but I've moved into all sorts of areas relating to kind of where social work and healthcare come together, worked in integrated services, been able to develop both in terms of my practice, but also in terms of sort of supervision, management, leadership, or an organisational level um, as well, working you know, working working with organisations on on developing services. I've had you know great opportunities, and that, and that's come through having social work uh, social work background. Good. Well, I mean that sounded like an excellent recruitment kind of um, plea, and uh, and I think an awful lot of people will be listening to that. So let's just take that for a second, if I could. And now I'm at university and I'm studying social work, okay? Now, there is a bit of tension, and I've always been aware of this, and it's swung one way and then swung the other, between local authorities and between um, academic places of learning, universities, in terms of, you know, what's the right balance? The universities would say, well, we teach the broadest curriculum we can and prep to prepare social workers and local government, uh, and then, but there's not enough placements within um, social work uh, workplaces to actually uh, help our, uh, as much as we would like and local authorities say yeah but that's okay but sometimes you know we offer as much as we can within the current climate but 
often too, when newly qualified social workers emerge, if you like, out of the cocoon of academia, they arrive at our workplace not ready to work and not with a full understanding of what the workplace needs and means. Mm. I do, do you see that balance changing? Because that is a tension, isn't it? I think there is tension there. Um, and I think it's something that we've got to keep working on, getting right. I think that when you're, you know, when you're learning to do a, a role like social work, which is, you know, it's very applied. It's about working with real people in real situations and helping to make a difference in their lives. And you need to be able to learn about that through being in those work environments. Um, and you, you know, you also need you need the academic background. I think also if you're if you if you've got ambitions for a lifelong career, then you may want to through your studies as a social worker, you will be wanting to be developing your practice skills, but you're also going to be want, wanting to develop your maybe your research skills, um, your evaluation skills, maybe your policy policy skills. So the universities um, you know have got to uh, are part of getting this mix right. And then those agencies providing the um, placements are part of getting that mix right. I think the the, um, the teaching partnerships that we've now got in England are an attempt to uh, try and bring these things together. And of course, there's this emphasis now in in the English uh, context, at least, to um, to enable students to have two statutory placements so that people can be really immersed in the kind of you know the, the, the difficult statutory end of work. I've got mixed feelings about that. I think it is important that social workers um, are, are trained in, you know, the difficult decisions, the, the you know, the, the those that hard end of the work, if you like, um, and are, are, are exposed to um, that kind of level of, of understanding about kind of risk and, and decision making. I think also social work is about being, uh, you know, a, a workforce that's available to the voluntary sector. Um, and other not-for-profit kind of context. So I think it's a shame if we're going to exclude those entirely from, from placements. Mm -hmm. But your point about um, getting that balance between university learning and practice-based learning, it's absolutely crucial. It's It's got to be, and, and we, what we need, I think, in, in education, and I think there's something as an association we're hoping that we can help kind of to broker some of these discussions. I think that's partly mm -hmm. our job yeah. is to help, you know, it, the, the changes that have come about in, in, in England um, through through the development of fast track schemes and through the development of um, the teaching partnerships, um, that's raised a lot of anxiety in the education sector about how that kind of ecology of placements, you know, in, new students coming in, um, uh, you know, the, the, the 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 way in which uh, the universities are kind of funded, getting keep, keeping that going, it's raised a lot of anxiety about the changes that are coming up. I think as an association, one of the things that we can do is help the education sector, the employer sector, government, um, social workers themselves have conversations about how we're going to make sure going forward we still have that supply of great social workers, but that we're also improving the quality of the practice uh, mm -hmm. teaching and so on. I mean, taking up the, the supply issue, um, I mean, I, I'm told at the moment that there's quite a bit of an issue to do with vacancies. It's been in children's services, maybe one in five posts are vacant, in, certainly in England. Um, given, too, that there's a, a, been a massive increase in the number of agency workers 
who are, of course, social workers as well, but the number of agency workers being uh, having to be recruited to, to fill gaps at the moment, where do you see that going? Where, where do, you, do you see that continuing for a while or, or do you see um, the profession sort of somehow or other stabilising? Well, I, see, I, don't, I don't actually think it's about the profession stabilising. <laughs> mm. I, I know that was just a turn of phrase. I think it's about the workplaces and the way in which social okay. workers are being recruited and retained, mm. getting that organisational context to stabilise. And there, there is there is the need to ensure that people coming off of courses have got the right skills and that, you know, the right and, and obviously then the rights to see uh, continuing professional development is available to them. Um, but, but but really, it's not really about the, the, the I don't think it's about the individual social workers. I think this is about um, the way in which organisations are organising their work and their workloads and how they are treating social workers in practice. Um, and I think it's also it, it is particularly problematic in children's services. I, I I can't give you the figures off the top of my head for, for other parts of social work, but I don't believe it's going to be as high as it is in children's. Um, certainly not in England. Um, so it's very much a, children, a children's services thing uh, uh, in particular. Um, I think there's, there's there's quite a lot of reasons why people are choosing to go for agency uh, contracts. And some of them are positive as well as negative in that that gives them the opportunity, you know, it gives them freedom, it releases them from some of some of that kind of what's that that kind of emotional contract that you have with an agency mm-hmm. when you're fully mm-hmm. employed. Mm-hmm. If you if you're doubtful perhaps about an organization's capacity to treat you well in the long term, then you might go into into agency work because you can move on. Um, and and I think that's just some we're seeing some of that happening. Um, where, where is it all going? Well, I do think that government policies in England... I appreciate you haven't got a total crystal ball, by the way. Oh, have I not? Oh, gosh, <laughs> there you go. There I was thinking, staring at this crystal ball on my desk, thinking it was, it was like going to give me all the answers. No, I mean, I, don't, I, think, I think the, um, I mean, I think the, the, the policies in England are, um, and, 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 this, and this is affecting the other countries, I know, um, across, across the UK, um, They've put a lot of uncertainty into the system as well. So I think that's I think that there's a lot of people in certainly in the children's workforce. Uh, we know that morale in some organisations is is low, and that's being driven by uncertainty about the future, about the future shape of you know assessment and accreditation at the moment. That's that's a key issue, um, and people worrying about what you know worrying about their jobs for the future. Uh, so. It, it it is it's very it's a very unnerving time I think for individual professionals but I think mm-hmm. one of the crucial things is you know how are organ how are the organisations who are employing social workers going to improve their workforce planning their support to those staff their retention um, uh, uh, approaches so they don't because because it's not so much recruitment as retention it's yes not- yes yeah I get I take your point. Well, look, we're coming close to the end of the time, although it seems to have just whizzed by. It's been appreciated. Um, I wanted to ask you a couple of quick things to, to include in your last sort of bit. One, just think of a message that you would like to give to both BASWA members and, and other social workers in the UK um, now that you've kind of got your feet under the table. Um, but also remembering that this programme does get broadcast to about 80 different countries as well. 
um, we have colleagues across the water, as it were, who do listen in and appreciate kind of um, words from the UK. So given these two contexts, would you, would any sort of messages you'd, you'd like to sort of give out, Ruth, um, now that you've had, oh, at least several weeks in the job? <laughs> I think I'm on about week eight or something. Um, yeah, and um, I think my message. Okay, so in terms of communicating with with social workers across across the UK, um, I would say that one of the things that is really dear to my heart is making sure that um, members of Basra and also other social workers who are not yet members of Basra. Um, really get involved in um, any opportunity to uh, to come together and to really you know, have influence and share your views. I do think it's I do think it's important that that people come together formally by joining the association. I would say that, wouldn't I? Um, but I was always a member of Basra uh, over you know uh, over sort of 15, 15, 16 years because I think it's important that as a collectivity um, we are a force. And that we are forced to be reckoned with, really, in negotiations with whether it's with government, um, uh, with, with with other professions, for instance, with employers. It's really important that we that, that we grow and that we can provide that support to you as an individual social worker by being uh, a large collectivity, and also that people get involved with with the professional association. Um, and in, in any way you want to, um, hopefully as a member, but even if you're not a member, you know, contact us, you know, use the website and, and, and feed into things that we offer, like opportunities for consultation and so forth. I think that's really important. What I'd really like to see is a much more um, kind of a- activist membership and really mm-hmm. engaged mm-hmm. and new people coming through. We so need young people, people from different kind of culture and ethnic backgrounds, people who are working in diverse types of uh, work environments. So want people to um, you know, get 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 involved with the association. Okay. In terms of um, making uh, contacts uh, across the water, as it were, to to lots of different countries. Um, you know, Baswa is the, uh, the the UK representative organisation um, in the international federation. Um, we want to be even more active than we have been really um, in Europe and on the global in the global sort of social work work stage. Um, in fact, social work in, in the UK is uh, absolutely alive and kicking and, and in many ways is very healthy. It doesn't always feel like it, um, but actually it's, it's a large, dynamic profession in the UK. We've got over 100,000 social workers um, and, and you know, as we would really, you know, welcome as an association, if anybody wants to get in, t- in touch with us from any other associations around the world, then feel yeah, free to yeah. get in touch. We'd love yeah. to hear from you. Oh, that's great. Well, look, Ruth, thanks. Um, j- just quickly, I mean, I-, I hope we can repeat this and maybe in a few months' time when you've had m- even more of a chance, maybe perhaps even to absorb some of the dynamics that are going on in Scotland and Northern Ireland and Wales, because Absolutely. obviously, you know, you haven't had an opportunity fully yeah. to, to really get steeped in, in, in the work in these countries. But, yeah. I mean, I really appreciate you talking to us today and uh, many thanks and good luck in the post. Thank you very much.